Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me to well. The book of John, chapter 13. Verse 1. Praise the Lord. say amen now before the feast of the Passover when Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father having loved his own which were in the world he loved them unto the end and supper being ended the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot Simon's son to betray him Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. You know, a lot, a lot of the, the operations of God, uh, we catch after. You know, we don't really understand in the moment. But then, it's like somebody that has a hard time getting a joke. You know, tell a joke and... Everybody laughs except one person, and all of a sudden, they chime in a little bit late. That's us after God. 
You know, he's he's already laughing at the punchline. It's already happened. And then we're like, oh, now I understand. Don't don't beat yourself up because you don't understand. Just keep doing what you know to do. Amen. Keep doing. Keep praying. Keep seeking the face of God and. And. And you may not understand what's happening right now, but there will be a moment, there will be a time when, when it when will come to us and we'll see it. We'll be like, man, now, now I see, Lord. Somebody say, now I see. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. So, after the ultimatum, understanding that if he refused the hand of God, he could lose his part. Peter says, no, no, hold on a minute. I'm not going to let that even, that there's not going to be a chance for that to happen. He said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, he that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you. Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Amen. I want to preach to you on this subject uh, um, tonight, partakers. Somebody say partaker. Or take part. Somebody say take part. How many know that it is the will of God for us to be partakers? For us to take part. Somebody say take part. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Lord, over this service right now, I pray that your hand would be upon it, Lord. I pray, God, that as we break your bread and begin to partake of your word tonight, Lord, I pray that you would loose the the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are, Lord. Take us beyond ourselves. Cause us to see what we need to see and hear what we need to hear. Understand what we need to understand. Let your anointing be upon us, Lord, both to speak and to hear your word and to understand it. And we'll give you all the praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Partakers. We are called to take part.
it's not the will of God for, for anyone to be sitting on the sideline or to be left out. Amen. If you, if you have been filled with His Spirit, you have been baptized into His body, you have part. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him you have a part. It's more comfortable watching other people take part. Come on. It, it's, it's sometimes more entertaining uh, watching other people take part. Uh, but we are called to be part of the kingdom of God and of the body of Christ. Amen. Every individual person has a part. Amen. We are many members, but one body. Somebody say one body, but there's many members to one body. Amen. There's many parts to one body. Amen. How many know that if there was only one part, uh, we would not have a whole body. There would be a lot of things that I was not able to accomplish or to do. Amen. If I only had one eye, I would only see half of what I'm supposed to see. If I only had one ear, I would only hear half of what I'm supposed to hear. And all the wives said, Amen. Uh, if I had one leg, I would only be able to go half the distance of where I'm supposed to go. If I, if I only had one hand or one arm, I would only be able to reach half of what I've been purposed to reach. Amen. How many know that every part of the body is important? No matter how small it may seem, no matter how little or small the part it, it plays, it serves a purpose in the body. Amen. You may not really understand the, the purpose of your little toe, but if you were ever to have it severed from your body and had to do without it, you would have to learn to walk again. Amen. You would have to learn to get gain your balance without that little baby toe that seems like it doesn't serve a purpose, but it serves a great purpose in the whole scope of things. Amen. We need every part of the body. Amen. We need every piece, every part, every little thing, every little person that God has for the body of Christ. We need it to be operating in the body. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell them you're a part. Amen. We all have a part. We all have a purpose. Somebody say, we have a purpose. Amen. I want to read a scripture here. Ephesians 3, 8 through 11. Unto me, who am less than least of all the saints, is this grace given. Ephesians 3, 8 through 11 is what I'm reading. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ being the center of the creation of all things. Created all things by Jesus Christ. 
All things were made by him and for him. And without him was not anything made that was made. He's the center of all creation. He is the, he is the central purpose. He is, he is, he is the, 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 the centerpiece of everything that was created. When all things were created, it had Christ in mind. Amen. God had Christ in mind. When, when all things were made, all things were made for Him and by Him and through Him. Come on. How many know that it was to serve the purpose of Jesus Christ? The very creation of the earth was to serve the purpose of of Jesus Christ. Come on. The the whole the the whole purpose of of the earth being spoken into existence and the oceans and the mountains and the sky and all the stars and the light the sun from heaven and and all of the creation of the animals and mankind and and all that man is and is going to be was created for one purpose and that's Jesus Christ. He is the center of all things. By him all things consist he is before all things. It's all about Jesus. Somebody say, it's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Him. It's for Him. It's through Him. Amen. Our purpose is centered in Jesus Christ. Amen. The whole purpose of my being has to do with Him. Amen. It's not about me. Come on, it's not about Josh Chrisman. It's not about me being born and trying to find my purpose. Come on, somebody. It's about trying to find God's purpose through my life. It's trying to find Jesus Christ and what's my part to play in who he is. Amen. It's not about me. We need to understand uh, uh, we, are, we, we are egotistical and egocentric and, and we think that everything is about us. Everything that the God's plan is about us, but God's plan is not about us. Our plan is about Him. Come on. The plan for our life has to do with Him. It's found in Him. It's centered in Him. It's purposed through Him. You can't access it without Him. You'll never find it without Him. It's all about Him. And if you want to find the purpose for your life, you need to access the Lord. You need to be baptized into His body and find your purpose through Jesus Christ. Somebody say it's all about Him. To try to find your purpose without Jesus, amen, is trying to find a needle in a haystack, amen, that hasn't been put there, amen, you're looking for something that doesn't exist, come on, you're, you're, you're searching for a lie, you're searching for something that is not capable of satisfying that longing in your soul some people think that they're gonna they're gonna find their purpose if they can if they can if they can get that education and and get that job and make that money that they want to make uh, uh, but understand today uh, that that's not the purpose of this life amen it's not about power it's not about fame it's not about things come on it's not about earthly possessions it's not about uh, uh, a temporary 
temporary things. It is an eternal purpose. It is a purpose that once you find it, it never leaves you. Come on. Once you find it, you're going to take it from this life. It doesn't matter if I quit breathing tonight and I pass from this life into the next. I've already found my purpose. It's in Jesus Christ and it will stay with me for eternity. Amen. The purpose of the Lord is eternal. Amen. All things were made by Jesus Christ and everything was created by Him. He is the centerpiece. Somebody say He's the center. He is the express image of the invisible God. Does anybody know what that means? He's the express image of the invisible God. He is the outward expression. He is the, he's the voice. He's the hands. He's the outward, he's, he's the character. Come on, he, he's the, the very essence of, of who God is. He's the, he's the express image of the invisible God. He is the outward expression. If you, if you look up that word image, it means the icon. The, the icon, the, the word for it is iconia. It's, it, it's, the, it's where we get our English word icon. He's the icon. Does anyone know what an icon is? Yeah, yeah. If, if you look on the computer back here, there's a page full of icons. Right? The, the, what do they call that? The, the main page. I'm, I'm the desktop. I'm illiterate when it comes to computers, but I know this much. There's an icon for each program, right? There's a little icon, and, and it looks small until you click on it. But once you, when you click on the icon, you can access everything that's in that folder or that that, that icon, everything that that icon represents. Amen. And so when Jesus is the icon, he's the, he's the express image of the invisible God. When you click on him, you get everything that God was, everything that he is, and everything that he's ever going to be. He said, I am the beginning. I am the ending, saith the Lord. I am the first and the last. He that was and is and is to come, the Lord Almighty. Amen. How many know that he's the icon? You don't, you don't need another God. He is God. God. Amen. He is the express image of the invisible God. Everything that God was, is, and is to come, it's all wrapped up in Jesus. You can't have it without Him. There's no other way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I am the door that leadeth to the sheepfold. Come on. How many know that you got to come through the door in order to access all that God is? you got to come through Jesus Christ. It's only through the blood. It's only through baptism in His name. It's only being filled with His Spirit that you can access the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Somebody say, there is no other way. And we all have to be partakers. Amen. I got to come through the door. If I want in, I got to come through the door. Amen. If you want into this building, 
you got to come through the door. All right? Some people, I can hear you thinking right now. You're like, no. I can climb in the window. But what did the Lord say? He said, he that cometh in not by the door, but tries to climb up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Isn't that what he said? Amen. In order to come in and be in, legitimately be in, you got to come through the door. Amen. And, and, and we all are partakers of that. Not Nobody can get into the kingdom of God some other way. There is no other way. There's no other way into the kingdom of God except through the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we are all partakers of the gospel. Amen. I got to be, I got to repent of my sins. I got to be baptized in Jesus name. I got to be filled with the spirit of God and I got to walk in truth. I got to continue day by day walking in truth. Amen. There is no other way. He that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Somebody say amen. amen. That's why when Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and he said, uh, he preached and pricked their hearts. I mean, no, we need some preaching that's going to prick our hearts. Amen. What happens when you don't have preaching that pricks your heart? Yeah, you get comfortable, Right. Uh, you get you, you get numb. You get uh, you you need you need somebody to flip you over and turn you around upside down and shake you and shake out your pockets and 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 shake out your 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 home and shake out your bedroom and shake everything out so that so that it can be uh, naked and open unto the eyes of God. Amen. We need somebody to preach us uh, into a stupor of repentance uh, where we we can't do anything but cry and pour our heart out before the Lord. Uh, we need somebody to preach the gospel. Preach the word. Preach it with conviction. Preach it with power so that we can be saved. Somebody say amen. Amen. God didn't save us to be a dead church. He didn't save us to die in our sins. Come on. He saved us to change us. Make us vibrant and powerful and supernatural. And to walk in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And be the church he has called us to be. Somebody say amen. Man, I'm fired up. Elbow your neighbor and tell him, come through the door. There's no other way. Hey Amen. There's people they're trying to dream up another way. They're trying to find another way. They're trying to uh, they're trying to they're trying to uh, find another doctrine in a way that they don't they don't have to fulfill what the gospel says. But there's no other way. It's the death. It's the burial and it's the resurrection. It's the death. It's the burial and it's the resurrection. It's the death. It's the burial and it's the resurrection. There is no other way. You can't be resurrected until you die and you're buried. You can't be filled with the spirit without repentance there is no other way you gotta come through the door somebody say come through the door Amen. It's not popular, but we're going to preach it until people get it. We're going to preach it until they run to the altars. We're going to preach it until they understand it. Jesus is the way. He's the only way. He's the one true God. His blood will wash away your sins. His name will forgive you. His spirit will fill you and resurrect your life. There is no other way but through Jesus Christ. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. There's no other way. Somebody say there's no other way. 
in the tabernacle of Moses. I didn't mean to spend that much time there, but I can't help it. Amen. There's no other way. Amen. We need to understand there's no other way. Come on, except obedience to the word of God and the gospel. There's no other way. We're all partakers. Amen. It's the only way in. It's the only way out of damnation. Come on. It's the only escape route that there is. God manifest in the flesh so that he can make a way. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Everything that the devil did, Jesus Christ came to turn upside down and give us an escape route so that we can be saved for eternity. Praise God. He's the only way. I never get tired of saying it. Amen. People need to hear it. Somebody say they need to hear it. Come on, they need to hear it on the job. Your friends need to hear it. Your neighbors need to hear it. Everybody needs to hear that Jesus is the only way. They might not agree with it. They might not understand it. But we got to preach it. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come on. Those that believeth and are baptized shall be saved. Those that believe not shall be damned. There's only one way to be saved. That's through the gospel. And we're going to preach it to every creature. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. I got to move on. In the tabernacle of Moses, the tent of meeting, there was a, when you come in through the gate, there was a, a brazen altar. I wish I had the, the setup here so that we could, we could look at it. Um, if I was a good preacher, I would have had to send it to the media and they would have sent it to, and they would have put it on the board so everybody could see what I'm talking about, but I'm not that good a preacher. And so, you walk through the door, the gate of the, of the tabernacle. How many know the tabernacle was the tent of meeting? That's what it was called. It was the place that God had set aside to meet with mankind. Okay? That was the purpose of it. And we gave, when he gave Moses all the instructions of how it was supposed to be built, he said, build it according to the pattern. Let me notice what he said. Don't, don't go off on your, on your, on your own. Don't, don't use, don't exercise your own skills. Don't, don't try to come up with your own ideas. Don't try to do it your own way, but build it according to the pattern. All that I say, do it according to what I said, because everything in the tabernacle was specifically built the way it was to be a shadow, to be a representation, to be a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. Everything in the tabernacle speaks of Jesus. Amen. Everything in the tabernacle speaks of what he came to do, who he is, what his blood does, uh, uh, what it means to be in the holy place and to go into the holiest of holies where the Ark of the Covenant is, which is the divine presence of God. How many know that's where the high priest went one time a year? One time a year, the, the, the day of atonement, he would take the blood of the sacrifice and he would go into the holiest 
Holiest of Holies and to the Ark of the Covenant where dwelt the mercy seat and he would sprinkle the blood of that spotless lamb upon the mercy seat and the glory of God would descend upon the mercy seat and would accept the sacrifice and the sins of the people would be pushed back for another year. But how many know that Jesus is our high priest? He came, he took on flesh, he was made in the form and the likeness of a man and he became the spotless lamb, the lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the whole world and when he died on the cross, he took his blood and he ascended into the heavenly, into the holiest of holies in the heavens and he went to the mercy seat and he sprinkled his own blood upon the mercy seat that all of the sins of mankind would be rescinded by one drop of the blood of the spotless lamb of the living God. Come on, stand to your feet and clap your hands to the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. Every sacrifice he made, every beat, every stripe he took, every lash he took, every every punch in the face, every every bit of spit that was spat upon him, every time they plucked his beard, he did that for us. He took those nails for us. The the the, the spear in the side laid in that tomb for three days. He did that for us. Somebody say he did that for us. He did that for us to redeem us. Amen. To redeem us. Somebody say to buy us back. We were sold under sin, but he bought us back. Come on, he paid the price of redemption. He shed the, his spotless blood for our redemption. He paid the price. He bought us back and he gave us access to all that he is. He deserves a hand clap of praise tonight. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's all about him. The lamb was slain on the altar. Amen. The fire descended upon that altar. Everything is about Jesus Christ. That fire that descends upon the altar consumes that sacrifice. That's the glory of God. They would take of the meat. They would split it up different ways for different things, but they were partakers of that meat. The priests were partakers of the altar. You read, you, you read in the book of in, in, in the book of Hebrews when he talks about those that 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 work the altars or operate in the altars. I mean, no, they live by the altar. Amen. They lived by the altar. They were they, they didn't just work the altar, they were partakers of the altar. Amen. They uh, the sacrifice, they ate what was 
what was there, part of it was God, whatever was God's, they gave to God's, and uh, God, whatever was, was they were supposed to eat, they took, and they were partakers of that. Amen. But how many know that uh, they, would, they would take a coal off of the altar, and they would go into the holy place, and they would ignite that seven golden candlestick, and they would go to the altar of incense and they would begin to use the fire that came from God to burn incense on the altar of incense in the holy place. And also in the holy place was a table of showbread. Okay. I'm not going to talk about the candlestick tonight. I'm not going to talk about the, the, the altar of incense. We'll get there. But I'm going to talk about the table of showbread. Amen. The table of showbread, there was 12 loaves of bread. It was two lines of six loaves of bread. One to represent every tribe of the children of Israel. Amen. One represented each tribe, the 12 tribes, because all are partakers. Amen. Everybody has a hand in it. Amen. They when the priest went into the holy place, he would operate in the light of the candlestick. And the altar, the incense of the altar of incense, which is the prayer and the praises of the saints. And he would eat the showbread. You know, the showbread is just for the priests. The priests are the only one that had access to the showbread, right? Um, if you look at the New Testament, the Bible tells us that we are kings and priests unto the Lord our God. Somebody say amen. But he also said in the book of Peter, he said, he said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, right? A holy nation. A peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him that's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Uh, you're a royal priesthood. Amen. He's not, he's, he's not talking to the Levitical priesthood. He's not talking to Aaron's sons. Come on. He's not talking to the one, to, to Aaron's lineage where, the, where, where, the, where Aaron's rod budded and made him the, the family, which, the line with which the priests would come through. And everybody that was born in Aaron's family would operate under the, the, the calling of the, being the priests unto the Lord our God. Amen. But how many know when Jesus became the high priest, he is the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek, amen, forever after the order of Melchizedek, he's the high priest. We are his priestly lineage to operate in the kingdom of God, amen. I want to tell you tonight, you don't have to be a preacher to be a priest. Amen. It's not just the preachers that are part of the priesthood. Amen. It's not just the preachers that partake of the bread. It's not just the preachers that operate under the anointing or the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody has a part. I want to tell you, you have a part to play in the priesthood of the Lord our God. He's calling you to your part. Amen. We're all priests. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and say, start operating in the presence of God. 
Come on, it's time for you to take part. Amen. It's time for you to get in the presence of God. It's time for you to go to that altar of sacrifice and go into the holy place and start operating like God has called you to operate in relationship with Him in the earth. It's time He wants to tell you something. He wants to whisper in your ear. He wants you to be a partaker of the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're partakers. We all take part in the priesthood. Amen. That table of showbread. Follow me now. Okay, stay with me. I know I'm preachy tonight. I can't help it. (laughs) Am I too preachy tonight? I want to teach, but I can't help it. I'm, I'm, I'm preachy. Man. The, 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 the table of showbread was representative of Jesus Christ. Amen. He was, he was offered. He was, he, was, he was that which we partake of that is unleavened. How many know the bread was unleavened? Which means it's without sin. Amen. It's pure. Uh, I mean, you read the scripture, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Amen. You can't, you can't put just a little leaven in and think it's going to be okay because it's going to ruin the whole batch. Somebody say amen. And so Jesus Christ was offered for us and he has given himself for us. And when we partake of the bread of the table of showbread, we're partaking of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. I want you to listen to this. Okay. I'm going to finish the scripture which I started to read and got preachy. (laughs) How about I start over? Ephesians 3, 8 through 11. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, in this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, Amen. What is the fellowship? Make men see what is the fellowship. How I can fellowship with the mystery of God. Or what's my part in the mystery of God. Somebody say amen. Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God according to, all right, they're going to know the manifold wisdom of God according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay? It's through the eternal purpose of Jesus Christ That we know the manifold wisdom of God and we gain access to the mystery of God and our part which we play in. Okay? So if you look up the word purpose, do it, I dare you. Look up the word purpose. Okay? It means, it's prothesis is the the word. All right? It's, it's, uh, it means to set out in front, and then it has like a semicolon, 
showbread. Okay? So the purpose is the showbread. The eternal purpose is the showbread. All right. The showbread, when he's talking about the eternal purpose, he's talking about the, the showbread. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Amen. He's talking about the purpose of Jesus Christ, which he was manifested, right, as the Lamb of God, as the showbread. Amen. As, as he, was, he was a representative of what God wanted to do in the earth, he became, he was laid out there and placed out there as a representative, the express image of the invisible God. He is the showbread. Amen. He is the, he is the purpose. He is, the, he is that which we partake of, that, that, that it gets in us and it becomes purpose in our lives and it becomes our purpose for eternity. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, be a partaker. Matthew 26, 26 through 28. I hope this is making sense tonight. I was kind of all over the place this week trying to get these scriptures and, 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 and feel out you know, what the Lord wanted to say. And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and broke it. And he gave it to the disciples. Okay. And he said, take eat. This is my body. Somebody say, it is the body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Okay, so when, when Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he wanted, to, he, he wanted to leave them some understanding about what was about to take place. Okay? He, he took the bread and he broke it. How many know we call this the Lord's Supper? Okay? Uh, some people call it the Last Supper. Amen. But, but, but I call it the first supper. Because Jesus was changing the pattern. Amen. Uh, it wasn't any longer that they were going to, uh, they, they were going to, the Passover was representative of the lamb. Somebody say the lamb. Amen. But how many know the lamb was about to be slain? Amen. He was taking the bread and saying, this is a representation of what I'm getting ready to do. Amen. I'm getting ready to go to the cross. I'm going to be broken. Uh, I'm going to be broken for you for the sins of many. 
Take, eat, this is my body. Okay, so when we do the Lord's Supper, we take communion, we call it. We, we, we get a little thing of unleavened bread, unleavened bread, and we get a little cup of grape juice. Amen. Some people use wine, but I always used grape juice. Right, it's representation of what's about to take place. I am, I am talking about a commitment to God. Amen. I'm not uh, when he's doing this with his disciples, he's letting them know this is this is my body. Amen. This is you're about to become part of 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 my kingdom. Amen. You're you're about to become part of what I'm going to do on the earth. But you got to take and you got to eat it. Come on, you 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 got to take it and you got to consume it. Come on, you got to commit yourself to it. Amen. It's not necessarily about that little that little wedge of unleavened bread that brings anything to your life. It's the representation of what that is. Amen. It is pure bread. It is it is the purity of the bread of God, the manna that came down from heaven, the bread of life that men shall eat thereof and never hunger, and the and the water of life where they drink thereof and never thirst. Amen. I'm talking about an eternal purpose in God. Somebody say amen. And so they took it and ate it. Mm-hmm. Right? They consumed the Lord's body. The Lord's broken body. Amen. They consumed the eternal purpose. A representation of the word of life. Amen. How many know when you eat something, it becomes part of you? You ever hear the saying, you are what you eat? You're a chicken wing. (laughs) You're a turkey. You're a ham, some of you. You are what you eat. Amen. What you eat becomes part of you. You, when, When you put it in your mouth and you start chewing it up, you're preparing it to be swallowed. I mean, no, you can't swallow something without chewing it. It's very hard to swallow things unless they're real small without chewing them up first. Breaking it down, chewing it up, and then you swallow it. Once you swallow it, there's a, there's a system in our body where the stomach acids begin to break that down, break all the, 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 the consistency of what you've eaten down in your stomach, and it begins to extract what's in that thing and it begins to send it into your bloodstream and your bloodstream feeds your body with the essential things that you extracted from the food that you chewed up and ate so what happens if there's nothing good in what you're eating right you're you're eating damnation You're eating things that are going to work against your body rather than help your body. Somebody say amen. So when you're when you're chewing it up and and you're 
you're breaking it down, you're, it's becoming pliable so that you can swallow it. Amen. And once you swallow it, it becomes part of you. It becomes part of your body. Becoming what God wants us to be is more than just taking communion. Amen. He was trying to teach them reverence for what was about to happen. He says, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Amen. Whenever you do this, you need to understand that uh, there are eternal purposes that are caught up in this. Amen. Anytime that you, you, you take communion, it's a reminder of the sacrifice and, and the things that Jesus did on the cross to, to, to bring us salvation. Amen. He was broken for us. He was beaten for us. He was nailed to the cross. He was resurrected for us. All of that, he wants to take place in our lives. Amen. He didn't just do that just to give us an example. He did that so those things could take to, could, could come to pass in in our life. Amen. It's not necessarily just uh, admiring what Jesus did, but it's walking in the footsteps of what he did. It's not necessarily just seeing and understanding what he did for us, but it's becoming what he did. Come on. It's, it's walking in the footsteps and following the path that he trod that leads to heaven. Amen. You're not going to do it without being broken. You're not going to do it without the cross. You're not going to do it without the altar of sacrifice. You're you're not going to do it without prayer in the garden. You're not going to do it without laying your will down on the cross and picking up God's will. You're not going to do it without the eating, the body, and the blood of Jesus Christ. The only way to get to heaven is through the showbread. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Every time. I don't, I don't, I don't think we truly, a lot of us don't truly have an understanding of how precious this is. This is the word of God. This is eternal purpose. This is the showbread. You know, this is. Right here, some people, they call it the Bible, the Holy Bible, but it's Jesus. From Genesis to Revelations, it's Jesus. From the beginning to the ending, it's him. It's wrapped up in a leather cover right here, and it's in, it's in readable form so that we can be partaker of the word of life. Of the body. Come on. And the blood. Of Jesus Christ. This was paid for. With his body. Come on. And his blood. This is the word of life. Come on. This is the bread that came down from heaven. 
Amen. Uh, that, that men would eat thereof and never die. It's not those little wafers that you get your life from. Amen. That's a representation of Jesus Christ, of the body of Jesus, uh, of the blood of Jesus. Uh, it's the word of God. Come on. It's, it's, the, it's the written word of God. Amen. How many know that if you want to find your eternal purpose, uh, you got to get in that holy place uh, and you got to start eating some bread. Come on. You got to start praying some prayers, uh, getting communion with the Holy Ghost uh, and eat some bread. Come on. You got to chew it up. You got to chew it up. You got to swallow it and you got to let it become part of your life. You'll never find the purpose of God without being a partaker of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, which is the eternal word of God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. He's worthy. Stand with me all around the building. Wow. It's the showbread. Hmm. The cup of blessing, which we bless in First Corinthians, reading out of First Corinthians 10. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers Of that one bread. I'm a partaker. If I don't take part. I don't have a part. But he said. Notice he says. For we being many are one bread. And one body. For we are partakers of that one bread. What you consume is what you become. You think, you think about when God created the human body. He had Jesus in mind. You know, he's looking down. He, he, he declares the ending from the beginning. All that Jesus would accomplish, all that he would fulfill, all the systems of the body. They're, they're, it's a mirror of what happens with us spiritually. It's a, we, what we consume, that's what we become. You consume enough of that bread. If we consume enough of that bread, we become bread. He said, we are one bread. Those loaves of showbread that represented the 12 tribes of Israel, 
represented who they were. They were bread. Come on, somebody. We are the body of Christ. If he is bread, we are bread. <laughs> Am I confusing you? Does it make sense? What about the bread? He, he blessed it, and he broke it. Just like Christ was broken, and he was given to the whole world, so is his body. Come on, somebody. We are blessed of God. We are broken by God. And we are distributed by God. How many want to be a partaker? Amen. I want to be a partaker of all that he has purposed. Amen. The Lord, after he broke the bread, he distributed it, poured the wine, his blood, the blood of the New Testament. This is the New Testament, the new covenant in my blood. Distributed it. Right? He got up from the table, girded himself with a towel, and began to serve. He was Lord of all, the King of kings, the Ancient of Days, the, the Creator of all things, girded Himself with a towel, got down on His knees, and began to wash His disciples' feet. What humility. He came to Peter. He said, It's time for me to wash your feet, bud. I know you don't understand what I'm doing right now. There will be a time. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. Jesus said, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you don't have any part with me. If you don't allow me put my hands on you. Come on. It is uncomfortable. How many know a person's feet? Back in those days, it was the dirtiest place. It was a, a filth. They, they tracked around in their sandals and the dirt, dirty, dusty streets and with the, with the camel and horse manure and 
and urine and what, what have you, all uh, walking and traipsing in it, and they come into a place. Peter said, I'm too dirty. I, I can't let you touch that part of my life. I'm too, I'm too dirty. I can't let you go there. I'm too dirty. I can't let you see that. I can't let you be a part of that. I, I'm too dirty. I can't, I can't allow you to, to, to touch that part. I, I, I can't do it. It's, it. It bothers me too much. I, I can't do it, Lord. You, you deserve better than that. And Jesus said, if you don't let me wash your feet, you don't have part. Every one of us, every, every one of us had to come through repentance. Every, every one of us have to go through a watery grave of baptism. Every one of us are filled with the Spirit of God. Every one of us have sins from our past. Every one of us have mistakes that we've made. Every one of us have a little bit of darkness maybe still on the inside of us. There, uh, every one of us maybe have, ha have a place that we have not allowed the Lord to touch or to get to because uh, uh, He deserves better than me. He deserves better than where I've been. He deserves, he, he deserves better than what I've done. He, de he deserves better than that. And He only should wash the feet of good people and clean people and proper people. Maybe He should only wash the feet of those who have cut their toenails or or, or, or got a pedicure, amen, who, who have taken good care of themselves and made all the right decisions. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. If you don't let me get my hands on this, then you don't have any part with me. We're all partakers. Amen. We're all partakers. I want you to look around at the people in this building. Look around, everybody. Look around. It's okay. Uh, we all needed washed by the Lord. Amen. Amen. If I look at the people on live stream, we, we all need washed by the Lord. If you're watching, go ahead and type something in the comments. We all needed washed. There's, there, there's things I needed taken care of. There was, there was things in my life I needed washed away that I needed the Lord to handle, that I needed Him to touch and get His hands on. If it had not been that I opened up my life to Him, I would never got healing. I would have never got deliverance. I would have never got cleansed. I would never become clean. I would have never found my part. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. God, I want to find my part. Lord, I want to find my part, God. My part is in you. Amen. I'm going to search your eternal word. I'm going to consume it every day of my life. I'm going to give myself to it. It's going to be my life's mission to find my eternal purpose. Amen. In you. I, 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 want, you, I want to become what you have called me to be. I want you to impart in me the character. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.